This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tame Impala with Lawson yesterday. It's here on Alt Buffalo 107-71047. I don't think words can properly describe how excited I am. As promised, I'm joined over the phone right now by Mike Durnt of Green Day. Mike, how you doing, man? Good, good, man. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes here to chat. Let's jump right into it. Let's start with the new album, Father of All. Word I cannot say on the radio. Uh, one way to put it, Father of All MFers, another way. It's in stores now. I love the album title. I'm curious. You guys have been doing a lot of promo for the new album. You've been doing a lot of interviews. How often do interviewers trip over themselves, try not to, to swear saying the album title, or trying to come up with a clever way to say it? You know, it, it all depends on if you're on satellite <laughs> you know, or traditional. Uh, you know, I, I think uh, everyone's calling it Father of All dot, dot, dot. Um, you got your uh, mute button ready? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're good to go. <laughs> we call it father of all mother That's what we call it. <laughs> nice. You know? <laughs> now, I love the rock and roll dance vibe uh, this album has. High energy would be an understatement, I think. But at 10 songs, only 26 minutes, it is the shortest Green Day album to length. And I'm, I'm kind of curious because I saw in another interview you guys said you had about 17 songs uh, when you were at the end of the process, and then you cut it down to 10. How do you cut down from 17 to 10, and, and why did you guys cut out so much? Well, I think, you know, we were looking at, okay, what else does it need? What else does it need? And when, when we just pulled out our, uh, you know, Billy wrote down what he thought his favorites were and the songs that were speaking to each other, and at the end of the day, it was, it was like, you know what? I don't think there was any fat on it. I just think that it was like some of the other songs were taking the, the album a different direction. And when we put down like our ten favorites, it was like it was a no brainer. Like this, yeah, yeah, it's twenty six minutes, but in today's attention span, that's like three and a half hours. Now you see that's interesting because that's the the vibe I get listening listening to the album. Even though it's only ten songs, twenty six minutes, it, it feels very complete. The way you put it, the songs all talk together. It just fits very well. Uh, it feels very complete. Now I'm curious about those other seven songs. Uh, in that same interview, Billy Joe Armstrong had said, since you guys aren't under contract anymore, you may just turn around and release another album next year. Now can you hook a brother up? Do me a huge solid and give me some breaking news confirmation that Green Day will absolutely be releasing more new music next year. Um, there will be more Green Day music soon. Okay. <laughs> I, had to, I had to try. I had to try. One thing with Green Day is you got to know, um, while you guys are out working, we're also working. 
Now, I'm curious, going forward, if you guys do stay independent, what does that mean for the future of Green Day music as far as being released? Are we looking at you know more singles and EPs, uh, more full-length albums? Would it change? Because I know you know music in general, the way people consume music, like you said, attention spans are changing. Would that have any effect on that? You know, we have it historically speaking. We we love albums, but I think that's an exciting thing. Is you know, if we put a, if we record something overnight, you know. Uh, kind of like the Foxborough hot tubs, you know, we could put it out the next day, whereas before we either had to, you know, uh, sneak around or get permission and all that, and it really stifles the creative process. You know, I, I think the, the exciting part of Green Day's future is we can really live without limits. Talking with Mike Dirt of Green Day, the new album, Father of All and Effers, out in stores now, and want to talk to you about Butch Walker, who had produced the album. He produced albums for Weezer and Fall Out Boy, who both you guys are hitting the road with uh, for the Hell Omega tour. I found that kind of interesting. I wonder, did that have any you know part of the, the decision to work with him, or was there other reasons you worked with him for this album? Well, no. Uh, our man, our we have the same management as uh, Crush Management as uh, Weezer and Fall Out Boy, and and so our you know they have a good relationship with with Butch over the years. Um, and it ended up, it was really interesting. I mean, he has a different dynamic with everyone he works with. You know, he's, he's one of those guys that's so talented. He can put on whatever hat he needs to, but at his core, he's a rock and roller. And we really, we got in the studio and it was great because he could press record and just worry about us getting the best take we could get. And with just four of us in the studio, it's a really tight knit thing. And, you know, and it pushes the limits a little bit when you're in the studio with somebody who can play every bit as good as you can. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that because that was kind of my follow-up. I was wondering, you know, what effect or how much of an influence does a producer have for you guys on, on the sound of albums? I know you've worked with a couple over the years, uh, especially, you know, the past decade or so, you've worked with more producers. How much of an effect does that have on the, the sound of an album for you guys? I think it depends on the type of producer. You know, there are um, different types of producers. Some guys, you know, they they don't press any buttons or turn any knobs, and they're just not technical guys, but they have a real sense of... Uh, musicality and you know and musical repertoire and a lot of guys some producers want to have you do the retro thing and get back to your core all the time whatever it is um butch's side of things is you know he's a very good listener and he's super musical and that's where a lot of this stuff is coming from it's like we demo extensively and so we go in really prepared um and so we're really just looking for that extra 10 or 15 percent by the time we get to the studio Cool, cool, and uh, kind of to wrap up with this, this line of thought, uh, I was I was kind of curious about that because I know Rob Cavallo produced your first five major label releases. Uh, you know, then you had Butch Vig do Twenty First Century. Rob came back for the trilogy. Then you guys self produced uh, Revolution before this one. Uh, is there a reason you guys have kind of gone away from Rob Cavallo for the most part this past decade, other than the trilogy? You know, we've always co produced everything we do, and everything we do. Not one second of it is left without our finger on a button. You know, what I, you know what I mean, or our ears in the room. Um, that said, no, I think it's just you know we've kind of you know we've done enough. We've done a lot with Rob. Nothing, you know, I love Rob, but um, but really, we just you know we're a complete band. You know, we can do anything we want to do at any time. I mean, we produced Revolution Radio at, at our studio at home, and um, you know, to date, I think that's one of the best sounding things we've ever recorded. Um, that said, you know, you know, it's it's just uh, you know, this many years in, it's time to just explore some new stuff, you know.
Yeah, totally. And that, that's kind of what I what I figured it was. I was just kind of curious because, I mean, you guys have such a deep catalog, too. I mean, obviously, you're going to work with other pro- producers and things like that. I was just kind of curious if, if it was kind of that whole, you yeah. know, just wanting to branch out and experience, you know, different sounds and ideas. I think that's it. You know, as musicians, um, you got to challenge yourself, you know. And if you, you know, I mean, a lot, I'm sure a lot of people would be happy if we just re-recorded, you know, something that sounded like Dookie every time, um, <laughs> which is, you know, there, we have that in our back pocket always. But as musicians... You know, any musician who's a lifelong musician will tell you that you got to just try new things. You got to get out there and, and uh, challenge yourself. And if even if it feels uncomfortable, in fact, if it does feel kind of uncomfortable for a little bit, um, you're probably onto something. And you know, that's, that's one of the things I've loved about your your guys' music over the years is you you've never written the same album twice, but at the same time, you hear an album and you go, "That's Green Day." Like, there's things you hear that are so recognizable, but at the same time, you find a way to kind of reinvent yourselves each album. And I really think you know that's really cool. Um, another reason I asked about more new music earlier, uh, kind of talk about some of the things you have done in the past. Uh, this new album is very apolitical for a band who's never shied away from being political or making political statements. Uh, I was wondering, you know, with the possibility of more new music in the future and, you know, it being an election year and, you know, things being the way they are in the country right now, uh, is that something you guys would venture down again, you know, kind of making more political commentary on things happening in the moment? I mean, there are there are definitely um, some some pretty uh, in the album. There's actually some really, you know, sharp comments uh, about politics and stuff but it's more about like what's going on around you then you know we've never tried to tell people what to think we just try to tell people to think he's done a great job letting his personal politics be his view and if people resonate with it that's great but at the core of it it's like it's posing a question um but that said you know i mean uh nah it just seems, seems like everything's political right now we just wanted to have fun for once in the last you know, you know and not consider that too much it's still in there if you listen. Oh yeah, there, there's definitely some pointed lines. Uh, you know, I I think of the the line from Oh yeah, where Billy's talking about bulletproof backpacks. You know, some stuff like that. There there's definitely some pointed lines, but uh, I I also agree with the the idea of just wanting to have fun. That that's again going back to the beginning of the interview. That's the vibe I get is you know just rock and roll dance party, and you, you can't help but kind of just you know jump around and kind of forget about all the the ugliness going on in the world for a few minutes when you pop the record on. I think it's, I think it's nice to have music has a lot you know there's a lot of different facets to music you can listen to it as an escape you can you can you can look to music for your political views or you can just you know um, some people don't even listen to the lyrics and, and I I know a lot of people like that they just listen to the music again chatting with Mike Dirt of Green Day now before I let you go I have to ask you about something that I as a longtime huge Green Day fan have always wanted to know cigarettes and Valentines the rumored lost album from back around the American Idiot time. And the, the the story goes that you guys recorded an album. It was called Cigarettes and Valentines. The masters were lost or stolen. And instead of re-recording the album, you decided to you know scrap it, start all over, and eventually wrote and recorded what would, would become American Idiot. Now, uh, Cigarettes and Valentines was rumored until a couple of years ago when you guys kind of confirmed it by uh, releasing a live version of the title track on the Awesome As F Live album. Now, what I wonder is... Are we ever going to hear any other songs from that album, or have we heard songs from that album and just didn't know it? You know, um, we might have to go back and re-record that stuff, and little bits of it may end up in other songs. But you know, for us, I just think it's weird. We're so prolific at times that um, we could be in the middle of writing something and actually make a hard turn because we feel like we've already surpassed that. And at the time when those songs disappeared, that's when Billy wrote "American Idiot." And it was like, oh, wow, this is the direction we need to be going. 
you know, and we don't really look back very often. Well, I for one would love if you guys went back and re-recorded that album because the uh, the title track that we got to hear a couple of years ago was amazing. But it, it's still such a cool story to me that you know that lost album led to American Idiot, which you know opened up a whole new fan base to you guys. Yeah, that was kind of you know a, a whole new generation discovering you with American Idiot, and it's crazy that you know that set of circumstances led to that. That album is actually sort of the um, it's. It's kind of the, uh, what do you call it, the bookmark between Warning and American Idiot. And without Cigarettes and Valentine's, there would have been no American Idiot. Uh, again, if you're just tuning in, chat with Mike Dirt of Green Day, their new album, Father of All, in stores now. Mike, thank you so much again for taking a few minutes to chat. Really appreciate it. And can't wait to see you on the Hell Mega Tour this summer. Awesome, man. Can't wait to be there. Cheers. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.